And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And we are starting to, you should be in the gardens right now that they've thawed. That snow we had a couple of weeks ago, it's kind of, it's out of here. So the ground is open and it's moist and soft. And so it's time to clean things up. And so I thought I'd share uh, the article that I wrote for the newspaper this week. It's a spring to-do list for better gardens. There's a few things you should get done. It's imperative in the month of March. So now through the next two, three weeks, you should knock this list out. And it really comes down to clean up and feeding. That's, that's in a nutshell. That's it. I'm just about done with all of my cleanup, pruning, that kind of things. And I'd really start with your annual flowers and your things that grew last year, your geraniums, your uh, zinnias, uh, the, the old tomatoes, the, the peppers, things that maybe are left over out there, they need to go. And so they're sitting there composting, rotting. You need to get the ground open up anyway. And yeah, that, that stuff's not good for the gardens. If it had a bug or a disease on it last summer, fall, well, they've been there. It's They're still there. You want to get that stuff out of there and throw it away or compost it and, and kind of start over. That opens up the earth for you. And so it's, it's really important. Your herbaceous perennials. These are perennials that hibernate underground. Then they come back fresh from their roots every spring. Herbaceous perennials. A lot of herbs are that way. Most of your perennials are that way. It's time to clean those up. The second you start seeing any kind of new growth. So, so my chrysanthemums, they are, they're growing. They're probably an inch out of the ground already. They're a herbaceous perennial. They've been underground, didn't know where they were all winter. All of a sudden the snow thawed and they're starting to come up. It is time to allow that new foliage, the new buds, the new eyes to see the sunlight. So, so the uh, perennials, they are up, the, the the eyes are coming up out of the ground. So they're not leafy yet, but you can see they're emerging from the ground. If that old foliage is sitting there, you haven't cut it back yet, it's, it's shading your perennials. And so you want to open that stuff up, uh, cut them back and expose them to the sun so that they can feel warm warms the soil up, kind of, it'll make them all, just activates everything right away. So cleanup's important. If you had mulch that you put over some of your beds, let's say around your roses, around, you're just protecting things through winter, it's time to pull that stuff back. Don't let it sit on the crown, on the, on the branches, on the structure of those plants. Uh, they'll start to rot on you, especially as they start to grow, as things start to activate. There's some bacterial things that can eat the sugars in, in those canes, in those branches, and at the base of that plant, spread that stuff out, kind of, kind of get it, spread the wealth. In fact, I would, I would increase some. I put a two, three inch layer around most of my plants because they, they feed off that. I don't know where the soil goes. Actually, I do. The plants use it. So plants are using that compost, using that potting soil. They're using up the soil. It's a renewable source for them. They're going, I'm going to, I'm going to grow this year. I'm going to use this soil and grow. You'll need to replenish that annually, especially for fast growing vegetable flower gardens. You need to add more uh, fast growing roses. If you want bigger roses, add some composted mulch, just a bag around each plant. And it will be a game changer. 
it, it regulates the soil temperature. It gets rid of weeds, uh, get, moistens, keeps the soil moist, and the plants actually use it and feed off of that. So it's not really a food, but they're using the soil. That's where it disappears. People say it blows away. No, it doesn't blow away. The plants actually feed off of it. They're using it up. The worms will break it down. The, there's a lot going on in a healthy soil. You need to replenish that. That's So clean up and then replenish usually a two to three inch layer. This is where you're using manures. Uh, manures are just fantastic because they've got some nitrogen. They're kind of a mild organic fertilizer. So they're not truly a, a balanced fertilizer. It's just mainly nitrogen. That's one too to really watch. So not all manure is organic. It depends on where it came from and what they were feeding those animals that they harvested the poop from. And so you really want to a manure that's composted over a longer period of time. So our manure, we call it barnyard manure. It's deodorized. And the way we do that is we just compost it three times longer than anyone else does. There's a big pile steaming there. So now it's broken down. So there's no poopy parts that you can recognize left. That's gross. Uh, and then we add a little bit of a real fine uh, compost to it. So that kind of mitigates any smell. The last thing I want to do, uh, 20 years ago, I was putting manure bags in the back of a Mercedes and I just went and it stunk to high heaven. It was gooey, gross, disgusting. I went, that, that's it. We are a classier place than this. We're not putting this in the back of people's cars, especially the nice ones. Oh my gosh. Brand new truck. We're going to put poop in the back that oozes and goos out all over your new pickup truck. No, that's not going to happen here at Waters Garden Center. Just out of so, so it takes us a little bit longer. You'll pay maybe a dollar more, but it's such a far superior product. But now's the time to put a two, three inch layer of manure around the gardens. It is important to get done pruning your summer blooming perennial woody perennials. This would be butterfly bush, it'd be crepe myrtles, uh, rows of Sharon's. Uh, these things that bloom, usually starting June through fall, you prune those things in the month of March. It's now, right now. Things that bloom in the spring, that's uh, lilacs and forsythia and quince, you wait to prune. You let them flower first. As soon as they're done blooming, you cut them back, you, you, you shape them, you kind of trim them that way. So there's a timing thing. It, you could prune them back right now, so a lilac bush. It's gotten 10 feet tall and it's too big. You want it down to chest high. Well, let it bloom, then cut it back that way. Uh, if you did it now, it wouldn't hurt the plant. It just wouldn't bloom for you. Well, you planted a lilac so you can enjoy the fragrance. So enjoy the fragrance first, then go ahead and prune it back. Same with forsythia. It's about, they're about to pop. So they're, they're, they're about to go. Uh, soon as, enjoy that golden flower and then cut them back. It's a critical time, I think. This is the best time to prune back your hedges, your evergreen hedges. And uh, junipers, a red tip, photinia, eleagnus, euonymus, all these hedges. Uh, you could have pruned them back earlier, but then they have this butchered look. They have you can see all the open stems. It just it looks like you've been mangling this this hedgerow. But if you wait until March now. You, you cut it back. They're about to grow. I mean, they're going to be, in a month, they're going to be whew, flushing new growth. So you just simply prune them back right before they're going to flush new growth. And they won't have that gnarly, woody, open, what did what were they thinking when they pruned that thing back? Oh, oh my gosh, it's too much. Prune them back now. 
and you'll be good. At least you can cut them back 25, 30%. Just, just take a 10 foot head, just take it right back to five, six feet. That's perfectly fine. Fertilize it and you'll, you'll, you'll kind of feed your way out of any mistake you might make. Same with the uh, fruit trees. You're for you're, you're, you're cutting that thing back, shaping things up. Then you're spraying it with dormant oil to get rid of the bugs. And then you're fertilizing just one, two, three prune spray with horticultural oil. It's an organic, it's the least offensive, least expensive organic bug killer you can use. And you got to use it in the winter. So it's, a, it's an early spring winter thing. So you, you clean back, then you hose everything down with horticultural oil. Now to get rid of your aphids, thrip, all, squash bugs, all the things that are sitting there from last year gets rid of all of those. Prune back your roses, prune back your grasses. It's time to do all of that. Prune, 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 clean, clean, clean. That's that's kind of the summary of it all. A couple of things I do myself personally. And in fact, I'll take a whole segment just on fertilizing because it's so important. But one I can add to right here at the this end of the first segment is if you're going to keep weeds at bay easily without backbreaking, you can put a weed and grass stopper. It's like a fertilizer. You spread it over your rock. You spread it around your roses. You spread it throughout your, your fruit trees. You spread it out and it does not affect any plants already growing. It only affects the seed. And so it keeps the seed from germinating and sending that taproot down. Put that down right away. I can't emphasize that enough because once the seed, once the weeds start coming up, it's too late. Now you got to break out the toxic waste in a you know, roundups and stuff. It gets really laborious and dangerous. Weed and grass stopper takes all that guesswork out, gets rid of the weeds. It cuts down on 90% of all the effort it takes to weed. That's it for this segment. Be right back with Lisa Waters Lane with your garden questions right after this. <laughs> 